Welcome to Bake Bike Write. I'm a France-based writer, baking bread, training for an epic bike trip, finishing my first novel, and blogging all about it. Follow me on Instagram at Bake Bike Write, or on iTunes and Spotify. Bread Tourism The smell of good bread baking, like the sound of lightly flowing water, is indescribable in its evocation of innocence and delight. Quote by Mary Fisher It might seem strange to outside observers that I'd be obsessed with bread making when I live in France. After all, there are amazing bakeries everywhere you look. I've probably sampled tons of bread over the years, and yes, there are some that are standouts. But others seem to have lost their way, abandoning quality for more cost-effective industrial processes in order to survive. On a positive note, there's also a new wave of young bakers who are returning to pain au levain naturel, or the style of bread baking we'd call sourdough in English. That means that no commercial yeast is added to the dough. It's just mixing flour and water and allowing the natural yeast to capture the good bacteria in the air to assist fermentation. It doesn't just flavor the bread, it also allows it to rise, giving it that airy texture. The longer the fermentation, the deeper the flavor. There are four actions to creating a loaf of bread. Mixing, kneading, fermenting, baking. It seems pretty simple, right? I thought so too when I started out. I bought quality flour. I used filtered water and organic sea salt. I nurtured my starter, named it, fed it daily, sometimes twice a day when baking on the regular. But there were a few key aspects beyond ingredients and basic techniques that I'd yet to grasp. I was biking through the Oise region a couple of weeks ago and stood in a wheat field. I took a piece of the grass in my hand. There's a primal aspect to holding that grain, knowing that once milled into flour, it will become a life-sustaining element. It's a fascinating process of transformation. Michael Pollan's excellent book and Netflix series, Cooked, examines this phenomenon of taking products of nature and turning them into food. Observation of the dough at every stage is crucial. They say that bread making is an art, but it's also a science. I find myself going back to high school in my mind, mentally following the steps of scientific method each time I decide to bake bread. Before I even gather my ingredients, I'm already creating a timetable, asking myself questions about altering temperature, different flowers, hydration levels, and how add-ins like seeds or dried fruit will affect the outcome. The other crucial part of the bread-making process is time. Now, that doesn't mean you'll be spending hours in the kitchen kneading and shaping or staring at your dough. But good bread, created the old-fashioned way, does take hours, even a couple of days. Much of that is downtime, where the dough sits around, either on your counter or in the refrigerator. 
I've learned to watch the dough, not the clock, when it comes to fermentation and proofing times. To be honest, there's a good deal of trial and error in bread baking. Recipes or formulas only really help you to start with correct ratios of flour, water, and salt. Instinct and experience are what will determine if you'll turn out the perfect loaf. I've become mindful of ingredients, process, technique, and how they produce a certain aesthetic in bread each time I step into a boulangerie. Now a boulangerie is French for bakery, but in order to use that title, the bread must be baked on the premises. They may sell other products, such as pastries, but they have to make their own bread. Before examining some of the better boulangerie in Paris, let's take a closer look at the origins of bread and some other popular types of French bread. The main word for bread in French is le pain, from the Latin panis. The old English word for bread was half, or loaf. Bread is one of the first prepared foods to exist. There is evidence that traces the origins of bread back 30,000 years to Egypt. Today, there are thousands of bread types, a staple of many diets around the world. It also reflects both cultural and religious traditions. Round, oval or plated, light and airy, or flat and soft, crisp and crackling. Breads come in multitudes of forms, shapes, and dimensions. People often ask me about fermentation, or the process of yeast converting sugar to alcohol and carbon dioxide, which makes the bread rise. But when does fermentation begin? In fact, it starts as soon as you add the water to the flour. Some bakers, myself included, use an auto-lease technique. You mix only the flour and water and leave it for at least 30 minutes before adding your sourdough starter and salt. It helps the flour to absorb the water and hydrate, and it also begins to develop the gluten in your dough. It also means less kneading or stretch and fold time. Now, why is gluten important? It's the gluten that holds your bread together. It gives bread its texture and open pockets of air. During the months of lockdown due to COVID, bread baking mania hit the planet. While people in the US panicked over toilet paper, I was worried I wouldn't have any bread flour. Bakeries here in France were open, but going there meant more risk of infection. As I mentioned in my first blog entry, I was determined to make our bread myself. Since there was no yeast to be had, either dry or fresh, the solution was obvious. I would create my own sourdough starter and bake bread with that. Supermarkets had flour shortages, but I stocked up at the organic markets, which never totally ran out, even if certain varieties did. Next, I looked at various sourdough starter recipes and methods. I decided to use one from Maurizio from The Perfect Loaf. A software engineer from New Mexico, he's got a terrific website dedicated to naturally leavened bread making. Straightforward, professional, and loaded with helpful tips, he's definitely a go-to guy if you're new to bread baking. I should mention that a levain in French refers to the natural starter, which is just flour and water, that makes your bread rise. 
In English, it's usually a small portion of your active starter when it's at its peak and used to create a base for your bread dough. I'll dive into more of the nitty-gritty of bread making in another post, but I thought I'd mention a few of our usual boulangerie here in Paris and why we love them. It's an unoriginal and subjective list, based on what I like and where we live in the 7th arrondissement. I've added a couple of others that I find worth traveling to via subway to procure their fresh, crusty goodness. That brings me to the reason for this blog title, Bread Tourism. I thought of that title because so many people come to Paris to sample the bread and pastries here, so let's call them bread tourists. There were also those who turned to bread making for comfort during the COVID lockdown. One night I called them bread tourists because they were quote, only visiting and not taking on sourdough bread making as a lifestyle. I just thought it was funny when I said it out loud to my husband and the term stuck. So on to the bakeries. I'm giving my five favorite boulangerie most specializing in naturally leavened or sourdough bread. The first is the iconic Poilane on 8 Rue Cherche-Midi in the 6th arrondissement. Founded in 1932 in the Saint-Germain-des-Prés neighborhood, the current owner is Apollonia Poilan, granddaughter to the late founder. She inherited the business from her parents, who died tragically in a helicopter accident when she was just 18. But she kept the business thriving, keeping the family tradition going and expanding to open several more bakeries in Paris and one in London. I'm also a fan of Apollonia because she's a fellow cyclist. Sometimes on a Sunday, you can find me with my husband lingering over brunch at Comte Trois Poilanes next door to the bakery. It's a small restaurant featuring their baked goods and a simple but tasty menu for breakfast, brunch, and lunch only. Their fruit tarts are excellent. But I still think the best thing about Poilanes is their legendary miche. It's a big round bread weighing in at four pounds if you take a whole one. It's made with sourdough starter, stone ground wheat flour, water, and sea salt from Guérande, my personal favorite. They bake it in a brick oven, and it's simply divine. Apollonia was active on social media during the COVID confinement and shared recipes and tips with the public. I appreciate that openness and a passion for what she does. Next up on my list of favorites is du pain et des idées. Now, it's a bit of a hike for me to get up there since they're on 30 rue, 34 rue Eve Tudique in the 10th. But their distinctive smoked bread, pan des amis or friends bread, is worth the trip. It's also a beautiful bakery, brought back to life as it would have been in 1875 by current owner baker Christophe Vasseur. His vinoiseries are some of the best in Paris. My personal favorite among them is the escargot aux fruits rouges, a pastry made with mixed berries in the form of a snail. I should note that vinoiseries are baked goods made with a levain. They are similar to bread, but with other delicious ingredients, such as butter, sugar, and chocolate added. They include croissants, pain au chocolat, brioche, and a host of other treats. French people generally eat them for breakfast, but they're delicious anytime. I recently read Christophe does bread-making formation, or trainings, in the foothills of the Pyrenees in southwest France. 
Maybe one of these days. Hmm. One of the more interesting developments to come out of the Paris breadmaking scene is the launch of Eric Kaiser's instructional YouTube video series, Kaiser Academy. Apparently, he's also paired up with online learning portal Skills New to offer an actual credential to become a baker. Kaiser comes from a long line of bakers, and he's created a bit of an empire. Though it's now a chain, Eric Kaiser is a great all-around bakery that hasn't lost its commitment to quality. They've gone global with locations all over the place. I have two favorites from Kaiser, the baguette mange, a crusty, delicious sourdough baguette, and the torte de meule, a rustic round bread made with stone ground flour. Both are naturally leavened, though he admittedly adds a tiny bit of fresh baker's yeast to the torte de meule. Their bread is consistently excellent. Their vinoiserie and pastries are also worth trying. Though I'm pretty faithful to Kaiser's bread, I do on occasion stray to other bakeries. Our Kaiser en Rue de Sèvres is closed on Sundays. Luckily, Cyril Lignac, celebrity chef, opened a boutique in the neighborhood to fill the gap, and I'm so glad he did. I've been a fan of his restaurants over the years, including Aupré on 27 Rue du Dragon. But his bread and pastries are also impressive. He did start out as a pastry chef. The multi-grain, the multi-grain baguette is a standout, but my real coup de cœur is the Queen Amman. It's a pastry from Brittany, whose name in the local dialect means cake and butter. You just can't think about the calories while you're enjoying something that delectable, with all its de- delicate and buttery flavors. So many layers. I should also offer a little insider tip. If you're visiting Paris and on a tight budget, many bakeries, including the ones I've mentioned, plus Seiko, a very decent chain bakery, offer prepared meals and salads that you can take to go or eat there. They'll even heat them up for you. It's a healthier option than fast food and faster than a sit-down meal if you're on a schedule. I need to sneak in one last bakery that I have lots of love for. Circus Bakery, 63 Rue Galande, near the Shakespeare and Company in the 5th. Pre-COVID days when I needed an afternoon treat, I used to jump on Metro Line 10 to Maubert Mutualité and indulge in one of their perfect sourdough cinnamon buns. Paired with one of their freshly roasted flat white coffees, it was heaven. I'd sit in the square Rue René Viviani and look over at Notre Dame. April, what a cliché is always the best time to visit that spot with the cherry blossoms in bloom. I must say that Circus also makes amazing sourdough bread, or what they call their main bread. It's also a beautiful rustic space inside with the original stone walls and an open plan kitchen so you can watch the bakers in action. Since COVID, they are operating as an online only order shop, but you can pick it up or have it delivered. A friendly delivery from their flying circus service will cheerfully drop off your order from a pink bicycle cart. So, what's next for my own bread making? Well, it's the summer, and I'll admit I haven't baked much in the last couple of weeks, but I have made strides with my torte de meule and sourdough pizza. My next challenge is to take on sourdough bagels. 
A fellow Instagram home bread baker has been dazzling me with hers and shared the recipe. One of the great things about social media is that it does create a community of sorts for people engaged in the same activities and who want to share their knowledge and experience. My purpose with this blog is to pass that on and to share a bit of France with all of you. Au revoir.